Welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to Scarlett Bruns, owner of Leo Management, a talent agency in Vancouver. We chatted about her journey from actor to talent agent, what she looks for when adding actors to her roster, branding, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Um, well, I've already started recording. We've basically started. This yeah, is well, it. I'll this <laughs> Um, thanks for coming on the podcast and having a chat with me. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Me too. It's so funny because I feel like, like, this is the first time I've, like, met you. Like, I mean, virtually, yeah. right? Because you, you didn't come to the Christmas party, did you? No, we didn't. Year. I was in Australia. Yeah. Nope. I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, so this is we are officially meeting because, of course, you're up to buy Candace. Yeah. Elliot. And she's very yeah. excited about this. She's very excited. <laughs> Is she? Oh God. (laughs) I've had a bunch of people to like message me since you like posted your announcement. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited to tune in. And I'm like, oh God. (laughs) I'm going to embarrass myself, obviously. I'm like, no pressure. I was like, wow. Like, yeah, I even had met people like, yes, Scarlett's coming on. I was like, yes, of course I'm excited. But I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, I hope uh, I can give you quality content. (laughs) during our chat. I keep you quality content. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, by not uploading, this is terrible. <laughs> Basically, I mean, story of my life, but no. <laughs> um, <laughs> 2020. Basically. Pretty much. If it's really bad, we'll just chalk it up to 2020. Yes, exactly. And we'll be like, 2020 made me not upload this episode. Peace out. <laughs> No, it's fine. We'll be good. Well, we got this. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself to the world, who you are, who is Scarlett, who is she? Oh, wow. In depth. Okay. Um, so my name is Scarlett. I, um, I grew up in Germany, in Berlin, um, and then immigrated to Canada with my family. And um, yeah, I, I started out as an actor. Um, I, I started out in theater. So I did a ton of theater and musical theater when I was younger. And then transition to film and tv um and movies lots of like you know like l-o-w's and things like that <laughs> sarah's laughing at the facial expression that i have because i'm trying to like make them sound appealing but anyway it's all right all i got you um you know what i mean right i know what you mean <laughs> like the the ones that are lower budget like you know the four million as opposed to the 50 million dollar <laughs> Yes. Anyway, it's fine. So lots of that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. So I I started working in in Vancouver. Just talk over the entire (laughs) time. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Did this actually just happen? It just happened. (laughs) Did you clean it up? Is it on your keyboard? Okay, go. Hold the thought. Hold the thought. (laughs) This is so funny. I'm. (laughs) I swear I'm not like this. Or maybe I am. Hold on. Okay, I, oh my god. Okay. Um, where were we? <laughs> I was introducing yourself and I interrupted. Um, talking about all the amazing movies. productions I've been a part of. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, um, after moving to Vancouver, I um, started acting in film and TV here and um, bounced around from agency to agency a little bit. I had four agents over the course of like yeah eight years I guess so it took me a while to find the right one and then once I found it I I was there for a while 
Um, but yeah, so I, um, I did that and then I dabbled in like every, <laughs> every possible job in the yeah. industry. I, um, I interned with the casting director, then I cast my own stuff. Um, sorry, by my own stuff, I mean, like I cast on, on my own as a, as a casting director. So I, um, yeah. I got into the, the CDC and CSA. So I was yeah. like a legit casting director. That was exciting. Your email and putting like CDC and CSA at the end. So that was really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I did quite a bit of casting. Um, and then I wrote, um, I wrote a feature and I wrote two series and, um, and yeah, so, and then went along the path of attempting to uh, make those, <laughs> which in some cases worked out really well, other yeah. cases a little better. Um, yeah. But that's always tricky with, uh, with funding and that kind of thing. Just like, hey, give me $5 million to shoot my pilot. And yeah, you know, it's hard. And I, I dabbled in many things like yeah. casting and producing and writing and working on set. I don't know when it cut off. I, what was the last thing you heard me say? It was the it was the casting thing, and then you were talking about your uh, funding your own film, and then you were with lots of different agents, and then you finally yeah, so agent. yeah we got there agent, and then um, so I did I worked on like film sets as crew quite yes. a bit as well. So I worked with um, with like actors on set. So I did a lot of like background wrangling and. Um, and actually scouted a lot of people for Leo through that in the early days. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I um, I worked a little bit, little teeny tiny bit. I helped out with like being a grip, and then um, on one I was working on a feature, and um, this daddy came up, and I became really close to. It was a really cool guy. And um, he was just like, here, put this gear on. And I wore like 150 pounds steady. It's not that heavy, but it felt really heavy. I was like, how do you do this all day? And I got to do steady cam for, um, for like a shot and it's in the movie. Oh my so, God. Yeah. And I got, I got a, I got a credit. They credited me on screen. It was very exciting. <laughs> so I, yeah, no, I, I definitely like to dabble. Um, I did a lot of art department. I love like yeah. that side of it as well. Um, yeah, and then I kind of fell into being an agent almost by accident. I, um, I was at my agency picking up a paycheck, yeah. uh, and we, there was one agent who was sick, so it was a team of three. So one agent was sick, one was on maternity leave, and then one was in the office, and I got, I got there and she was on the phone and the phones were ringing off the hook and um, I answered the phone. I was like, hi, please told. Um, and then, um, and then I stayed there and filed paperwork and did a bunch oh of stuff gosh. for like the rest of the day. And then she was like, can you come back tomorrow? So I did. Um, so yeah, I just, I basically just started helping out cause they were like crazy busy and yeah. um and I had a bunch of like office experience. I worked at Scotiabank for eight years. Um, what haven't you done, Scarlett? That's what I want to know. What haven't you <laughs> well, done? <laughs> there's a few things here. I'm actually, I'm like horrible at math and I worked at a bank. So, but anyway. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm good with finances. I'm good with money counting, just not like trigonometry. But um, my parents thought it was very ironic that I was horrible at yeah, math. Yeah, you're at a bank. <laughs> 
but um yeah so i i just started helping out and then um she was like can you stay and i was like yeah totally so i um i just i mean i really did kind of like some agent duties but i wasn't really an agent because i was still mm-hmm. also a repped actor there <laughs> yeah <laughs> like... um, it's kind of a conflict of interest but you know um that's why we don't say the name of the agency <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I worked there um and then the the agent that um that went on maternity leave decided not to come back so then I inherited her roster oh, wow. um and then I had a roster of like really amazing people within the first year of being an agent, which isn't really something that happens. Like normally yeah. it's like, okay, like you start as an assistant and then maybe you take on yeah. a couple clients for some commercials. But I was like, here's a guest star for film and TV. And I was like, okay, cool. I can do this. I had no idea what I was doing, but oh gosh, um, I love this. And then that kind of transitioned into, um, into another agency where I developed their, <clears throat> their modeling roster. So they had like an established film and TV roster and they wanted to expand to the modeling world, which I had some experience in cause I did some, some modeling, um, over the years. Again, um, what haven't you done? <laughs> actually. So, um, for those people who don't know what I look like, um, I'm plus size and I was the first plus size model ever at Vancouver Fashion Week and the first plus size model to ever be featured on Vogue.com in a runway show. Oh my God, congratulations, amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. So that was a number of years ago before plus size modeling was like in. <laughs> but yeah, so I, um, I, I had a bit of experience with that and my younger sister models and had a bunch of like model friends who, yeah. um, the modeling industry, there, there's no union that governs the modeling industry mm-hmm. like there is for the acting industry. So there's a lot of really sketchy things that sometimes go on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's some really, really amazing modeling agencies in Vancouver, like Lizbell and, and Richards and like the bigger ones. But there's definitely some smaller modeling agencies that are quite scammy, if you will. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, when I, when I started developing the modeling roster at this other agency now, um, they basically were just like, yeah, go for it. So I signed my sister <laughs> and all her friends um, and kind of just built their modeling roster from the ground up. Um, yeah. And I, I think I worked there for two years. And then I, um, I had a lot of very specific ideas of what I wanted to do as an agent that the agencies I had worked at didn't really see eye to eye on. Um, just because I like, it would require financial resources and things like that. Um, so they they weren't up for it. Um, so I quit and then I, um, I decided to start Leo, but in, um, in the contract that I signed. So I was really excited to sign as an agent with an agency. This, um, and I was still pursuing acting because I signed on as a modeling agent, right? Um, I signed a contract that I would not work at another agency or start my own agency for mm-hmm. one year after leaving them, which oh is kind God. of like working at a restaurant and the restaurant making you sign a contract that if you quit here, you cannot work at another restaurant for a year. Yeah. anyway so but I was you know I was young and probably didn't read it properly read your contracts guys (laughs) Um, uh, so I I actually started Leo as a management company 
um, oh. not as an agency, but for the first year that we existed, um, we were a management firm. So we basically helped actors obtain O-1 visas. We put together really wow. great packages to pitch to, uh, to agents, um, both in the States and, and in Canada. And, um, I go along with them to like their headshot sessions and I'd like self tape people and I coach. I, yeah. I did a bunch of um, coaching out of Beauty Street Studios, which is where Jeff Beach teaches out of, um, yeah. where his associates are. So I used to, um, I used to teach acting class three days a week there for like years. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I, um, I kind of took all of my experiences as an actor and in the different fields I've worked in within the industry and kind of put those together to help manage actors' careers. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of gone through the different things that you can experience as an actor. Like I'd, I'd booked some, some uh, sorry, excuse me, um, some substantial stuff, but I'd also like been fired from substantial stuff. So whatever yeah. you can like experience emotionally as an actor, or part you did of, like, it. winning an Oscar, I've, um, yeah, I've, I've kind of, I've kind of been there. Um, so I've had some, like, I'm, I've had some major, like, career highlights and some major career lowlights. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just felt that I was in a position where if I help develop actors, and th that's really my passion with Leo, is developing new talent, um, that I could guide them in a way that maybe other agencies weren't able to offer. And of course, I didn't, talked to every agency in town. I don't know. I don't yeah. know every agent in, in Vancouver, but I, I sort of felt that I was in a unique position because the agents that I personally had worked with and came across um, either came at it from, uh, from a place where they wanted to be an agent, mm -hmm. like from the get-go, and they never pursued being an actor, or they were an actor and it, um, it didn't was planned <laughs> um, uh, or uh, or they went to business school and they know it's a lucrative industry so um, yeah. but all of those I kind of felt had different um, different things that they brought to the table and I felt that the experiences that I'd had as a performer and as, as someone that worked in the industry was really different than what I guess the yeah. average agent brought to the table so that was sort of my concept behind Leo and um, when I started Leo very quickly the people that I signed were artists who had been at other agencies and just didn't, it just wasn't the right fit and they didn't yeah. feel like it was home, I guess. Um, so I've had, I've had a few stories where actors like would ask their, their agent something, but like information on a call sheet, like um, one that just pops to mind. Um, I had one of my guys, he had asked his his previous agent what SWF on the call sheet meant and mm -hmm. his agent didn't know. And there's a lot of abbreviations and things like that on yeah. call sheets. But I feel like as an agent you should be able to answer those kinds of questions. Be around it. Yeah. Um and um yeah so that for him he was like okay so my agent has no idea how to answer the questions that I have. And I'm at a point in my career where I'm booking larger roles and he just mm -hmm. kind of felt that he'd, um, not that he'd outgrown the agency. I mean, the agency had a lot of really big clients and it was great, but just the rapport that he'd had with that agent wasn't yeah. as personalized, I guess, as he wanted. Yeah. Um, so when he was like, oh, you're an actor and you know what all these things mean? He was like super excited about it. Um, so a lot of the the people that I've signed are sort of, 
actors who I guess value having an agent that has acting experience and anyone that I've brought on to Leo it's been really important to me that they bring that kind of experience to the table as well and of course yeah. Candace um has tons of experience she's yeah. like the, yeah she has bucket loads of experience um and she's amazing so I was really excited when uh when she applied to work at Leo um yeah. and seeing sort of her experience as an actor and all the things that she's done that I just thought this is like the perfect fit um and then we have another agent as well um Yvonne and she yes. uh, you know she's she's amazing too she um she has a commercial roster that that's doing quite well so yeah it's um it's kind of been a a weird accidental journey yeah. to be yeah. So, uh, and I love like how you said it's a very, per like, you know, you want to make it really personalized because I mean, being with Leo um, and even though I'm not wrecked by you personally, but I mean, I still feel like it's such, you're building such a beautiful community, like everyone. And it's just like, I love it. Like I love meeting other people who like when people are like, oh, I'm with Leo. It's like, oh my God, me too. Hi. And it's like a family. Like everyone's like, hey girl, what's up? Like that's yeah. cool, which I love it's harder now with COVID and I actually, yeah. I lived in Montreal for a little while. Um, so I live here in Vancouver, <laughs> but well now, but, um, Leo's been around for nine years, wow. two of those years management only. Um, so we've been a talent agency for seven. Um, yeah. but for two of those years, I actually lived in Montreal, um, and did everything kind of remotely, but when what we were we do really again, <laughs> when we were really small, like in the early days, we'd yeah. have like everybody, literally everybody on the roster would meet up and we'd like go skating at Robson Ice Rink and stuff like that. So very kind of <laughs> little family community type yeah. things. So we'd all like we'd watch a movie together on the weekend or whatever. So we did a lot of um, like family community building kind of <laughs> activity. So that was a lot of fun. Um and like Christmas parties, like I think the first the first agency party I ever had, I had at my parents' house. Oh my gosh! And when I started Leo, I literally started it out of my parents' basement. So they have like this, oh well, ground floor, but this big room that's I don't know, maybe I want to say like three hundred square feet, yeah. and it was my bedroom. So I pushed all my furniture to one side, and then I got a big like wall partition from IKEA to separate it so that the front part was like an office. It was oh so God. sketchy. I don't know how anybody signed with me. <laughs> like it was so bad, but I like I was I was relatively young, right? Like I'm 32 yeah. now, so yeah. I, you know, I I started this very early on, um, and I, uh, you know, I I probably if I'd been smarter back then, I would have like gone and worked at a big agency instead of being like I'm gonna start my own. <laughs> lots of pitfalls with that, but yeah. um, my parents are both entrepreneurs and have their own their own businesses and um they've always supported me and like you know go start your own company do your own thing and um I started my first company when I was 15. <laughs> my parents had to co-sign but um yeah oh so I, I've always had like a very entrepreneurial spirit I guess and I really wanted to go out and do it on my own and I wanted to be my own boss and not have anyone tell me that I can or can't do something yeah. um, or tell me I had to be somewhere at a certain time I'm not a morning person. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's been an, an interesting, amazing yeah. journey. 
That's so, I'm so fascinated. So in terms of starting your own agency, because obviously you had this like wealth of experience as an actor and working on sets and starting businesses when you were 15, <laughs> like all these beautiful things. Um, in starting an agency in Vancouver, like, you know, yeah, I just, I have a question around like, how did you kind of make a name for yourself to stand out against other agencies that were out there? Which is their, I mean, well, yeah. You know, it's funny because I initially, I was very quiet about mm -hmm. Leo, like casting knew obviously who I was because I auditioned for them. And yeah. that was actually my, my biggest thing. I was like, okay, are they going to take me seriously if I start an agency? Yeah. They know me as an actor. So I had reached out to all the casting teams that, um, that knew me as an actor and, um, and invited them to lunch and was like, hey, I'm going to start an agency. Would you see my clients? And yeah. They were they were wonderful and very very receptive and and open to it. So um, I felt very like secure right away and very welcomed. Mm -hmm. Plus I kind of had because I'd had the management side of it for a little while when I decided right. to transition to being an agency. That I kind of had a built-in roster because most of the people that I managed decided to sign with me as an agent. Yeah. Um, so they left their agencies and, and came over to to Leo, um, which. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, like a brand new agency, if you're not transitioning from another agency yeah. and bringing your roster with you, you're starting from scratch, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that that was really great that I had sort of a, a mini, <laughs> a miniature built-in roster right away. And then I actually held, um, I held an open call audition for, for three days at BD Street Studios. I rented wow. the entire studio and we had like, 300 actors come through an audition and I hired like my friend as a camera op and someone else is this and we just wow. printed sides and we had we send people sides in advance and then we had them cold read on the day and I just auditioned tons of people so I basically built a roster of like I want to say like 40 people in like a day <laughs> or over a weekend yeah <laughs> um, and then started submitting them and I think we had our first bookings we did that over the weekend it was a long weekend um over I think it was um, the August long weekend <clears throat> over my birthday. My birthday is August 1st. And I was like, what better way to do this <laughs> on my birthday? Um, which is actually also Leo's birthday because we incorporated it on my birthday. Oh my but, goodness, um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, the Monday was the holiday, civic day. And then um, on the Tuesday, we had our first round of auditions. On the Wednesday, one of my actors booked. So that was like, yes, I'm not failing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it was a one-liner, but it was, like, it was yeah. super exciting, right? Um, but, yeah, so in terms of, like, getting my name out there, I didn't – I only started on social media for Leo, like, maybe two years ago. Wow. I really didn't publicly broadcast it. I think part of it was because I also kind of felt like – everybody that I knew in the industry viewed me as an actor. Like I'd been in every acting class. <laughs> I'd been like, everybody knew me. Right. Um, so I just, I was a little bit self-conscious about it, to yeah. be honest. I was kind of like, I'm just going to take a step back. So that like, of not being in acting class for a couple of years and not like people don't see me as someone pursuing an acting career. Cause at that point I was completely done with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was definitely some hesitation there. So I was very quiet about it for the first few years. And then, um, 
I was talking to another agent the other day um, at another agency. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's like, there's so many new agencies like Leo and da, 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 da. And she's, um, and she was saying like, you know, there's some that have been around for like five, six years. I'm like, eight. <laughs> but you know, it, it was yeah. funny. She's like, you've been around for eight years. I only started hearing about you like two years ago. And I was like, yeah, I, I was definitely more private about it and quieter about it at the beginning yeah. um I mean obviously casting knew because they were they were booking people from Leo but I didn't I didn't want everybody to know I kind of wanted to be like this little boutique secret you know yeah <laughs> to go when they didn't they didn't feel like they fit somewhere else um so yeah it's um it's been a bit of a journey um yeah being on social media and that kind of thing um that brings all this other stuff with it um that i didn't think about before or deal with before yeah. Uh, but yeah so uh the making a name for yourself i think work speaks for itself right oh i agree so, yeah and uh, clearly it has because look at you yeah. it's amazing <laughs> Thank you. um but yeah so it's it's been good but um a very slow rise i guess i mean i'd rather yeah. like under promise and over deliver than over promise and advertise and, da, 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 and then yeah. under deliver. So um, yeah. I want to talk about, so just as yourself as an agent and building your roster, what, uh, are there certain things that you look for when you're, you know, signing on clients? Like, how does that work for you? Um, I mean, obviously initially you get a package and you look at like resume and headshot and demo yeah. and all that. Um, I won't consider someone if they don't send me something on tape it doesn't need to be a demo I just want a scene on tape but I need to see you acting mm -hmm. that's what this industry is right like if I can't see you act I can't you know <laughs> um but uh yeah I just someone who you know like lights a fire under my butt where I'm excited and I want to submit them and my I guess my not a mantra but like my own thing that I always say to myself is okay if I get the submission I'm really excited about this person if they have no auditions and no bookings for a year, in a year, will I still be excited about them? And if the answer is yes, I'll sign them. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I think I approach a little bit more like from the management aspect, because that's what I used to do, where um, if my actors are creating their own work and they're like, I, I don't value them based on their film and TV bookings or their commercial bookings. Like if I mm -hmm. see potential, it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. Like it's coming. It just might take a little while to develop. And you know, I've had a I've had a couple actors on the roster who I, I've had on for maybe eight years. Wow. Yeah, pretty much the whole time. Um, and so this this one actress, um, Kate, uh, she, you know, she had auditions and had a couple bookings here and there. But then, like recently, she's just been busy and it's so cool to kind of yeah. see that come to fruition and like having been on that journey with her where like you have the struggle and you know you weren't getting what you wanted you weren't getting in the rooms that you wanted to now just like she like she had a booking in September October and November <laughs> like Amazing. it just you know yeah. so it, it's at a it's at a really cool place and really that as an agent that's what excites me is like developing new talent and new talent doesn't mean kids. It can, like, if you're starting acting and you're in your 60s, that's still new talent. Yeah. Um, but helping new talent, like, get their first booking and get their first guest star and get their, you know, kind of building that. That's, 
what really kind of drives me and excites me because for me as an actor, like that was so exciting, like getting my first booking. And I still remember that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's like the, the best part of the job for me. Um, but I also, I'm definitely someone that enjoys teaching. Like when I worked at Scotiabank, I taught, like I um, trained all the new hires. Yeah. <laughs> so I love teaching and coaching and, and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, good headshots are important, mm -hmm. like real headshots, not crappy headshots. So if someone like, if some, if someone has something special, you can see it in the snapshot. It doesn't have to be a professional headshot. Yeah. And then you can plan those and, and figure that out later. But, um, yeah, just someone who's really excited and really eager and works hard and someone that wants it more than I did when I was acting. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. So yeah. that they have to really, really want it. Like I have to see that drive and that commitment and not just mm -hmm. saying that, but showing it too. Yeah. And I always, um, I, I always ask, what's your, like, what's your number one goal? Like, what, why are you doing this? And um, I interviewed a, a great young actress who she ended up signing with somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, but I asked her what her, um, like her goal was like her be all end all. And she wanted to be the first Latin American woman to win an Oscar. And I was like, wow. that's amazing. Right. So like that kind of a goal, I, I know there's a lot of agencies and even the agents that I was rep with when I was acting who were like, you know, don't, don't dream about being famous or winning an Oscar. Cause mm -hmm. like, that's, you should like, your goal should be to be a working actor. And I'm like, yeah, but why did you start being an actor when you started acting why was it to win an oscar that's what it was that's still the reason you started and that's still what's yeah. driving you and for me as an agent like in, in terms of rules you can book and things you can achieve in the industry i want to make your dreams come true right now yeah. like that that's yeah. why i'm doing this so if your goal is to win an oscar then like i want to be there on that journey with you and help you do that i mean i can't guarantee we're gonna get there it's like but winning hey. the lottery yeah. But I think it's important to um, to know what's driving that actor and to understand where they're coming from. And especially if they have a really specific reason, it's not just, I want to win an Oscar, so I'm the best actor, but I want to win an Oscar because this, 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 and this, and this is what it would mean to me and mean to my community and my family and my culture yeah. and whatever. Like, that's amazing. Like, who wouldn't want to support that? Why would you want to, yeah. you know, like condense that into being a working actor in Vancouver nothing against Vancouver I think Vancouver is amazing and I think yeah. actors to LA much too quickly um before they're ready a lot of the time um yeah. but I do think it's important to acknowledge what those dreams and ambitions are um and you know work towards those yeah no I agree I think it's um I mean <laughs> my goal uh and I'm pretty sure I've told Candace this if she's listening gonna remind her now my big goal is I said to her I was like hey Candace I'm um, just letting you know I really want to work with Sarah Paulson one day so let's just let's make it happen and I think she did laugh but I was like no like I'm serious like I'm gonna have that goal because you never know with this industry like why not have that and go I want to work with these big amazing actors like that's what lights me up and I'm like yeah like I want to be in a film with them and work with them so I'm gonna say it so universe and Candace <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, but I think, yeah, I think it's so important to have those goals and I love that and to not 
um, yeah, which is something I think I found a little bit in Vancouver, even anywhere when I was in Australia, it was like, you know, everyone was like, oh, no, like, just have like really realistic goals. Like, you just want to work and do that. And I was like, well, yeah, of course, but I can still dream big. You know? Yeah, like who are they to tell you what yeah. you can and can't do? Right? Yeah. Like for me when I was acting, I um, the reason that I bounced around agencies so much when I was first starting out in Vancouver is because the only thing I was submitted for is that the breakdown literally said that the character was plus size. Yeah. And none of the roles that I booked in my career here in Vancouver ever said plus size in the breakdown. Yeah. So I really for me it was finding that agent that was like you know what we're just going to submit you for everything and that's kind of you know whether it's someone is plus size or has a I don't know a shaved head as a girl or um, or has a disability or is of a different like ethnic background or cultural views or whatever it might be those people work in grocery stores. They do like their CEOs. They're all these different things that appear in TV shows. So why should the people portrayed in TV shows that have those jobs or those positions in life only be these perfect, polished, white, skinny people? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) So, um, I mean, that's that's something that I'm really passionate about. And actually one of of my actors, Ben, and I have talked a lot about starting a podcast that um, that really addresses those types of topics and the conversation we have all the time. Um, he, and he's he's an amazing actor. He's a he's Latino, so um, he's had a couple of experiences on on various sets where you know um, you're experiencing some form of um, racism or just being talked down to and. Um, yeah. No, it's it's crazy to think that we're in 2020 and all this shit is still happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I was an actor like over 15 years ago. And it really sucks that a lot like not a lot has changed. Yeah. You know? Which is insane. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. All you can do is work, you know, your little aspect of it and yeah. edge it, <laughs> um, edge it towards what, what you want it to be. But I, I do think that Leo has kind of become a home for, um, for people who maybe weren't being submitted the way they wanted to be yeah. at their agencies where um, I'll completely, <laughs> completely disregard casting might hate me for this. I don't know, but I, I kind of disregard that you know like yeah. I think it's important that I'm submitting people of, of different ethnicities and um different body shapes and and whatever it may be um for all kinds of roles because yeah. that reflects our society and our, and, and our world yeah I no I was so agree especially um and it's, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about um just yeah like body shapes and body sizes and that on film and tv and how every storyline for someone who is bigger uh it's always like wow they're so brave that they're doing like their character's brave for being like and it's like what no <laughs> like what? can i just play the fat best friend Come on. <laughs> that's realistic my best friend is really skinny i'm someone's fat best friend i can play that on tv come on <laughs> you know what i mean 
Like, it's just yeah. so funny. Like, I just think like yeah. every time we're watching it or if someone, yeah, it's just, and it's even just because the way it's represented and we're watching it, it's that even if I'm watching TV and there's a slightly bigger girl, my brain's automatically like, oh, wow. But it's like, but it's like that because I've been conditioned to think that way when I see someone. It's so true because yeah. I see that too. I was yeah. watching, I was watching something the other day and I had that same thought and I was like, no, she's actually really skinny. Why am I, yes. you know, oh, it's horrible. It's so bad. I hate it. But, um, even like, I remember when Glee premiered oh, yeah. and they had, um, I can't remember the character's name, the, um, the girl that's the assistant to the cheerleading coach who has Down syndrome. Oh, yes. Yeah. So amazing. And then they had, you know, a kid in a wheelchair. And I don't think that actor was actually in a wheelchair because there was one episode where he wasn't. But um, I, I love that casting is being more inclusive with that kind of thing. And also yeah. really looking for people with those disabilities where yeah. if they're looking for, like, we had a breakdown yesterday for a guest star where they wanted a, a wheelchair user and it had to actually be a person in a wheelchair. Oh, so wow. that's amazing. Okay. But um, I rep an amazing, amazing little actress who um, who has Down syndrome, and yeah. all the parts I submit her for, apart from one, um, are roles for regular kids. Like it's not, I mean, she is a regular kid, right? Yeah, like exactly. So I'll submit her for um, for you know if there's like a breakdown for an eight year old and it's a, you know a little kid that has one line or whatever, she's fully capable of doing that. She's fantastic. Like yeah. she, she's so nuanced in her performance. She's a beautiful, beautiful performer. Um, and I'll submit her and, and casting brings her in, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. It's, it's a shame to hear from other people that they're told that they can't do something or be something or achieve something because of, you know, whatever makes them different. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and yeah, and you know, tying it back, it's, it's so interesting that you said, you know, you pursued acting 15 years ago and the same things is still happening. I mean, I think there's small changes where kind of something happening, but for the most part, it's the same. <laughs> like I, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some, some casting directors where you can really see that they've taken like actionable yeah. steps to, um, you know, to improve, which is amazing. And, and I'm, I'm so thankful that they're doing that and, um, and bringing in those actors but I think just the world as a whole isn't yeah quite there I love that um I do want to ask you so I want to have a little conversation about the word branding um yeah. and what that means to you mm -hmm. for your do you is this like is it something that you have a conversation with you like yeah just that word is thrown around a lot um and I just <laughs> like your take on it I I don't I never figured out what branding was. I never <laughs> figured out my brand or my hit or my whatever. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I have some semblance of what people are trying to do when they're branding, but yeah, I like one of my actors did this branding session that were like, they paid, I don't know how much money to do this whole like branding session. They broke mm -hmm. down like, these are the characters you can play and da 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 da. I'm a, like, if you have all these things that you, like, this is what you can play, you're kind of like, 
limiting yourself. Like if I, as, as an agent, if I look at you and I say, oh, I, got, I could see you as the, the college student and I could see you as a young mom and I could see you as like the girl that used to be popular in high school and now is failing in life, for example. Yeah. Right. So if I see that in, in an actor, yeah. Casting might look at that person and be like, this person could be a CEO or a cop or whatever. Then if all I'm submitting you for is the things that I personally see you as and mm. how much of that is filtered by my worldview of things and people that I know, I'm limiting like massive opportunities for you that you could yeah. be booking or auditioning for and going out for simply because of my personal opinion and my personal experiences of what XYZ should look like. So I think that, yes, branding can be useful in some regard, but I do think that people take it a little bit to the extreme. And I don't think it is as um, all-encompassing as some actors think. Um, So I mean, you definitely want to, you don't want to play like completely against type all the time. Like I think there's a lot of actors and actresses who maybe weren't who they wanted to be in high school and now they're done high school and they're an actor and now they like for younger actors and now they want to be the cheerleader or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or they want to be the person that's not bullied. If you weren't the cheerleader in high school, and you were bullied in high school. I mean, I hate to say it, but there's a reason, <laughs> you know, like, and it's, it's yeah, not magically yeah. changed now that you're an actor. You're still, you still give off that persona. You give off that vulnerability and like mm-hmm. embrace that as an actor. That's such a amazing thing to Beautiful. have like, and have things like that as an actor. And those experiences shaped you into the person you are today and you're, probably have a lot more depth than the person who was whatever you wanted to be in high school, you know? Uh, But I do think that um, a lot of actors starting out think that they can play anything, which sure you can, but if it's a stretch, like if you bring in like a guy who's five foot two, wears glasses and sounds really nasally when he talks and he auditions for the football jock and you have a guy who's six foot two and totally ripped and you know, and he auditions for the science geek, it's not gonna, you know, yeah, it's not gonna work. Um, so I, you know, branding, I don't know. It can be useful a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not someone that ever does branding with my clients Mm -hmm. it's not a conversation that we really have or rather it's not a conversation that i bring up Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i definitely like like if my actors have headshot session we'll plan like these are the looks these are the shows you're really interested in being on um i'm very very particular about headshots like i have a very specific idea of what a headshot should look like and what it should convey that I don't think a lot of agents have. And maybe I have that because I'm an act. I, I was previously an actor. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'll definitely do like a two hour sit down session and plan your headshot session with you and then go to your headshot session oh, with you. Oh my God, I love what? I love this. But I don't, I don't view that as branding because it's not yeah. like, it's not a little box. Of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's-, I, it's Yeah, like, it's- um. Uh, 
yeah, it's so interesting to hear that because I think even I'm as an actor, it's thrown around a lot in my world. Um, and yeah, often, and there's lots of different people have takes on it. And it's just, I, I got to a point where I was like, I like, I just need to, I had to like throw it away because <laughs> it was, it get, it can yeah. get in your head. Cause then I'm like, yeah. And for me, it really did. And I was like, well, and so now I'm just like, I'm just interested to hear what other people think. Cause I think I'm still trying to figure out what it is, but I've kind of just stopped obsessing over it. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, I'm going to ask you some fun rapid fire questions. Oh God. Okay. Don't worry. They're never actually really rapid fire. It ends up into a whole nother conversation. So don't stress. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you first notice about someone when you first meet them? Their hands. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, I don't know. I, um, I don't know why. If people like have really dirty hands and they like chew mm. their nails, it's <laughs> like the first thing I look at. And it, I do it in movies all the time too. It's so oh. funny. I'll like be watching, um, I'll be watching a movie or TV show with, with John and, um, and they'll have like uh, like an insert shot of someone like holding a coffee cup or turning mm. a page in a book. I'm like, that's not their hand. <laughs> like I just like pinpoint it. I can tell. And I like distinctly remember moments in TV shows wow. where it doesn't match up. Because there's this one, um, uh, there was this show that shot in Vancouver. This yeah. was like the last year where I was still pursuing acting. Um, Secret Circle. And I love oh, the book yeah. by L.J. Smith, which is the same person that wrote The Vampire Diaries. Um, so they shot Secret Circle here and I was <clears throat> auditioned for one of the lead characters where in the book, it's literally exactly what I look like. And then it went to, um, to Phoebe Tonkin, <laughs> who's an Australian actress and yes. amazing. And yeah. she like completely embodies the character, but doesn't look like the character that's described in the book. So I was a little bit bitter, but, um, anyway, I was, I was mildly obsessed with that show. Yeah. And, um, and there's one shot where, um, the lead Britt Robertson, she's like got her spell book or whatever. And she just like found it. And, um, she like she bites her nails like you can see it clearly and then there's like the insert shot of her like turning the page it's like all these perfectly manicured nails I'm like that's not her hand. Like, that's not her. <laughs> Lies. So I, don't, I don't know why I noticed that like obviously I, I notice people's face like their eyes and their smile and that kind of thing but yeah. like that like sticks out or that like I look at all the time um that's fascinating is, I love that yeah. hands now I'm yeah. gonna look at people's hands I'm gonna adopt that. Good. Good. <laughs> um, Tell you a lot about yes. a person. <laughs> yes. I'm like now suddenly self-conscious about my hands. I'm like, oh god. I know. Everyone that listens to this, if they're ever like yeah. in a meeting with me, they're gonna like wear gloves or something. They're like, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, describe yourself in three words. Bubbly. <laughs> um chatty and happy oh so sweet I love that yeah I'm very well like this I'm yeah. like it's like this all the time and like I'm, I'm almost always in a good mood oh um, you yeah. always wake up on the right side I love it because I grew up on Disney I love Disney I'm I Disney mean, obsessed oh my god I didn't know this it's, and in I... my, it's in my Instagram description <laughs> 
So you know it's true. It's the first thing listed there. <laughs> Wait, does this make you like one of those Disney adults? You know how that's a thing? Have you heard about that? What's Disney adults? They're, well, <laughs> they're like a they're like adults who are um, obsessed with Disney, but it's like at a, it's like it. Um, I will send you some videos um, about it, and you can. There, it's like a whole nother level, though. It's a subtle obsession. Like I okay. love Disneyland, and I yes. love Disney movies. I wouldn't wear something that has like a huge Disney thing on it. Like yeah, Disney. if you're a Disney adult, it's a, it's a whole other level of Disney. I'm not level. a bitch. I just love, I love the storytelling, and I love the Disney company and the yeah. work that they do and you go to Disneyland you never see anyone cleaning and you can like eat off the floor it's just magical <laughs> the first okay but it stems from my parents so my parents are also big on Disney and went to Disney yeah. long before they had children um wow. and the first trip that I ever went on I was three months old and we went to Disneyland from Germany oh my so that's goodness like a 10 hour flight to Disneyland yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, my blood. I grew up on Disney. <laughs> um, what makes you laugh no matter what? My pets. I have a lot of animals. Yeah. How many animals do you have? Um, okay, I don't have that many. I have four. I have two <laughs> rabbits. Um, I have Peter and Thumper, who are rabbits. Oh, cute. Um, and I have Flynn, who's budgie. And then uh, we just got a puppy, and her name is Baloo. Oh, oh. And in case you didn't catch on, those are all Disney names. Yes. I was like, <laughs> there's, there's a theme happening. Uh. There's a theme happening, yeah. So we have Thumper from Bambi, obviously. Peter is Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, and then Flynn. Uh, so we actually had two budgies. We had Cora as well. So it was Flynn and Cora from, um, oh my God. Why is it escaping me? Tron from Tron. Um, but now, uh, so Cora has passed on, unfortunately. Oh. Um, so now we just have Flynn and now everyone just assumes it's Flynn from, um, from Rapunzel. From oh, Tangle. Oh, right. Of course. Um, and then we have Baloo, Jungle Book. She's a Malamute. She looks like a little bear. Um, oh. and then our previous dog was Buzz Lightyear. Which, <laughs> well, Montessori. And yeah. then, um, and then previous dog was Bruno, which is Cinderella's dog. And then my first dog was Nana, which is a dog from Peter Pan. So <laughs> you're like just laying out the facts. That's how that happened. Put <laughs> <laughs> it out there, guys. So, if really wants to sign with Leo, just ask me questions about my pets and Disney and you're in. <laughs> and you're you got it. So just memorize this, what she just said. <laughs> Actually that it, you know, it's funny that I say that because I find that the actors that do the best with Leo yeah. or with me as their agent are the ones where we really have a personal connection. And it's, um, the more I talk to an actor and the more I know them, the more I can yeah. pitch them for stuff. Cause the more I know about them, the more facets of their personality I can see in different characters and different roles. Um, and the actors that only ever reach out to like pick up their paycheck or whatever, send me a self tape that personal connection is missing and it's, mm. um, it's not the same. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, like, I love going for meetings like, um, Kate, who I mentioned earlier, um, the other day, not the other day, <laughs> it was several weeks ago, um, but she just came over for coffee and I don't think we talked about acting at all. Yeah. I came here for like three hours at my house and we just chatted. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. That's like, that's the best thing, right? Like, the, those are the relationships I want with my actors. Like, if, if we yeah. need to talk, talk business, but let's also just be hey. people. And, yeah. Ex- like, yeah, literally be two humans. Yeah, because it's, like, it's a little bit draining. I find, like, if every time I talk to an actor, all they're doing is asking me questions about themselves and how they can advance their career and what we can do for them. It's like I'm giving, 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 and there's nothing coming back yeah. in that relationship. So, you know, they say an actor-agent relationship has to be 50-50 in terms of the work put in. But I think it also has to be 50-50 with, like, presence and, like, being interested in the other person. Yeah. You know? I think it's important. And maybe that's not very agent-like of me to say, but that's how I work personally. And yeah. then, finally, what's the best thing that's happened to you this month? We're almost at the end of November, so, yeah, it checks out. Oh, the best thing? Yeah. Um, what happened to me this month? My... My puppy, my dog, Baloo, received all her vaccinations and we could finally go to the dog park and burn off energy. (laughs) That's literally the highlight of my month. I mean, I've had some really, like, epic actor bookings, too, but, um, yeah, no, I, yeah, she's kind of the main thing. (laughs) Which is great. I love that. Like, celebrate. She's at at puppy pre-K right now. So that she wouldn't disturb us during this podcast. Are you like uh, a are you a, a dog mom? Are you like like a you know how they have stage moms? Are you like the stage mom of the dog equivalent? I don't know. I know my friend she is. She has an Instagram account and she has <gasps> head. Talks, yes, so kind you are. of. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean I'm not like I would never dress my dog up. I think that's weird. Um, all those people who do, good on you, but I just, I don't. It's not for you. I don't have the financial means to buy clothing for my dog. Let's just put it that way. I'd rather buy clothing for myself <laughs> and let her be a dog. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're very obsessed with her right now. So she, Aww. yeah, our, our lives revolve around her and her schedule at the moment. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that, that was, that's probably like the biggest thing that sticks out right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. You made it. You made it to the end of the podcast. We did it. Yeah. It happened. Spilt it coffee happened. and all. <laughs> Spilt and coffee power and outage. Power outage. Um, and you know, budgies in the background. I'm not sure if you can hear Flynn this entire time. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, we did it one. thanks for coming yeah. on that was fun absolutely anytime thank you I i'm very that. excited slash um <laughs> dreading to hear this <laughs>Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon wherever you are and I'll see you in the next episode.